All right, well, let's get after it. Right on. We have a very exciting episode for everyone today here on Build Stuff, Be Kind, David Meltzer, legend in the sports world, life's mission, empower over 1 billion people to be happy. Everything that you represent and exude and present is embodied in that commitment, and uh, I feel it, and I know many others as well. David, welcome. Thank you so much. I think two things come to mind. One, uh, it's over a billion people. I never like to limit myself. In fact, all my thoughts in an abundant, infinite world are limiting. So I take all limiting thoughts and apply what's once served me best. And so I want to make sure that people don't limit themselves. And then two, clearly define happiness for me. And I'm very pragmatic in my mission of creating abundance, which means, hey, if you want to be happy, then make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people theoretically get caught up between joy and (laughs) happiness, passion and purpose. And, you know, I'm very clear that I've never met anyone and I'm blessed to be uh, someone who is out there meeting people all the time. Uh, I've never met anyone that makes a lot of money, helps a lot of people and has a lot of fun doing it that isn't happy. So I'm sticking to my pragmatic three. I also am not limiting myself, but understand that all thoughts are limiting in an abundant world. So pick those thoughts that serve you best, even if they are limiting. I love that. Thank you. And amen. The The first time we crossed paths was at VCon in Indy. Uh, and actually, literally, I was just walking into the stadium and I just see this crowd forming around someone. I'm like, what's going on? And And I just kind of you know, it's easy. I'm a giant. So easy for me to kind of look over the crowd. And, and I just, I stopped there for probably 15, 20 minutes and just everything that you were spitting was just so aligned with uh, my beliefs about, you know, things that we're committed to uh, uh, the, the goals and visions that we have and really expressing that commitment and sharing that what is it and then actually then uh we crossed paths again at silicon slopes in utah uh, a couple months back what is it about a, a a live crowd gathered around you that just gets you in the zone it's the higher consciousness it's a collective consciousness it's the community that is the backbone the spine of all human beings and if we understand conscious, subconscious, unconscious, upper conscious, we'll understand why a collective, uh, and this is historical and religious in its nature, uh, whether yeah. you believe in eight people in mm-hmm. a transformational world or 12 people in a minion, uh, a group of people creates a separate mastermind. Uh, and we know that as well in the academia uh, of a mastermind. So yeah. for me, to participate in community, in person, uh, provides two different values that you can't get anywhere else. One is the collective consciousness, but also via technology today, it creates a second opportunity called capture. And so you're missing out on 50% of the impact or influence or influence that I talk about. You're missing on 50% of it if you're only creating the artificial without having the community. And so I try to create as many opportunities of community as I can in person, and then get the secondary amplification of capture that then I can modify and amplify 
and create even more life energy and love with. But there's, to me, nothing more important in community of collective consciousness. In fact, I think that in all business and in all personal mm. life, that we need to elevate the prioritization of community. And for me, my primary focus in this mission is to create a yes. community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other because we've never had such an amazing opportunity in the size, scope, and scale to build a collective consciousness of millions, if not billions of people. I love that. I mean, community is near and dear to my heart. I built the brand around community. I, I'm building community here in Arizona. And, and the, the way that you just spoke about individual connections as community and, and these even small group, like that's such a enlightening way to think about, because I think we think about community and I, I've experienced this, you know, consulting companies and, and brands. It's like, Oh, I got to build a community. And, and we all think, a billion plus, which is great. And we, we want to have these big, you know, goals and focus, but the way that you get to that billion plus is one-to-one -one and, and nurturing and building those, those relationships. And I think that's such a powerful insight. How do you approach connecting with people? Is that something that you feel like is natural? I've experienced it now firsthand, but you have this ability to connect one-to-one -one in these small groups at a large scale on, you know, on a, you know, national uh, scale on TV and, and streaming. Uh, where does your mind go or what, what um, skill set do you feel like allows you to connect the way that you do with people? Well, I think there's two things that I've learned. One is to look introspectively first at taking inventory of my own essence. And I've broken that down for mm. me. I really want to understand my skills, my knowledge of who and what, and my desire. And I take a daily inventory, utilizing practices to utilize the skills, knowledge, and desires to be synergistic, supplementary to where I want to be or better. Um, so the first thing is to take inventory of who we are, because if we don't know who we are, we're going to end up in what we're missing, what we don't have, or what other people want or think we are. In fact, there's a huge energy crisis between who I am and who I want people to think I am. So if I'm not very mm -hmm. diligent and disciplined in taking inventory yeah. in who I am, and so after the first step of taking inventory of who I am, the second thing is to be more interested than interesting. One thing you'll find, whether yeah. it's one-on-one, one-on-two, or one-on-one million, uh, and I've had the blessing to do that th through technology and stages Yeah, is that I'm pursuing as being more interested, two things, what people like mm. and what they don't like. And the reason I do that is that I have simplified all value. You know, my mission in life is to provide value, productive, accessible, and gracious value totally. to people. But the only way you can provide value, Sean, is to give people more of what they like or take away some, if not all, of what they don't like. So I've simplified <laughs> it. Hey, I know who I am. Now I need to know what yeah. you like and what you don't like. Now I can ask you, hey, would it help you if, or do you know anyone that can help me? I can't ask those two questions if I don't know who I am, or I don't know what you like or what you don't like. Totally. And is that a process you go through daily in the morning, in the evening, that you 
create yourself that you recite this or have something that you read over? So for me, it's number one, my tomorrow starts today. So my day starts (laughs) at 9 p.m. in in that unwinding routine. And so I'm taking inventory of uh, where I want to be, mind, body, and soul. So at 9 p.m., I'm in an unwinding at ease routine that's taking inventory of who I am. And I'm pre-programming the eight-hour habit, which I want to be the best in the world at. I want to be in the Hall of Fame of called sleep. I've had a sleep coach <laughs> for 17 years for a reason. Wow. And I wow. couldn't think of a better thing to be the best at than sleep. And I know that's counterintuitive to people because I'm probably one of the most active and productive people. But when yeah. I value sleep so highly, they're all surprised because they think, what? What, that's that, that guy, is, he, he seems like he's always going. No, I'm religious and I'm great at sleep. And then, of course, in the morning, yeah. And then in the morning, taking inventory again and aligning it with what I want, who I can help, and who can help me. Man, that's amazing. I want to go um, in a little different direction. I've watched a lot of videos of you talking about 2008, having to recreate yourself, rebuild your wealth. Um, and I want to, and we could talk about the process and how how you did it, but more, I want to focus on who you were, not what you did. How did you take that gut punch and what were the character traits or or maybe the first character trait that you leaned on and we kind of go from there that really allowed you to start the climb again. Yeah. Well, one, it was my wife, uh, that gave me the perspective, uh, to expand to a better place, a better position, a better circumstance, because she told me two things. She said, David, I need you to take stock in who you were and what you want to become. And two, she said, imagine if I told your mom or your mom knew who you really were. And Both of those gave me a perspective of who I was and who I wanted to become because who I was was the man my mom wanted me to be. Who I wanted to become was the man my mom wanted me to be. But who I was at that time was who I wanted people to think I was. And I wasn't the man who my mom wanted me to be. And so I took stock in four things and I've lived and practice these four things now every day to get better at them because good behavior creates good progress. All outcomes will reveal themselves as positive if you stay consistent in the good behavior. So number one, Hmm. simple gratitude. I was gonna find the light, the love, and the lessons and everything. Two, forgiveness. I was gonna live at ease Hmm. with that perspective of gratitude. Accountability. So I was going to take responsibility. I was going to see what I did to attract it. And I was going to participate in a perception all to figure out what I was supposed to learn from it through gratitude and forgiveness. So accountability then gave me control. And then finally, effective communication, which was a shift in a paradigm from trying to communicate and convince people to communicate with that which was bigger than me, an infinite, abundant, unified system of thought to identify not what I wanted more of 
but to identify what I was doing to interfere with what was already blessing me. And so wow. in this perspective of gratitude, giving me perspective, forgiveness, giving me ease, accountability, giving me control, effective communication, utilizing all three to effectuate inspiration, to allow me identify what I was doing to interfere, F-E-A-R, with my potential. And once I shifted that paradigm and put myself into the practice of it, not attaching my emotions to an outcome and judging with conditions that I was good or bad or not good enough or not worthy enough or not enough in general, when I made it a practice of mine, noting that energy a behavior aggregates on itself, it compounds exponentially the outcomes and it accelerates them to appease the human nature of wanting things faster, this system that I put into place based off of these four core values allowed me to recover, to remember, recollect, and remind with a greater system, unified and abundant in its thought, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Wow. Such a profound set of tools that that I don't think many would find in that difficult place. And I, in some ways, find myself not to any scale that, that you were then, but, you know, I sold the business two years ago. I've been grinding for the last two years, really trying to figure out this agency thing went into NFTs pretty heavy and crypto and and just really leaning into this idea. I think I know at the core building community, providing value that there is so much that I've been blessed with in my life that comes easy, that is abundant, that is just uh, overflows with gratitude that I have for the things that I have that I have this opportunity to serve and to uplift and inspire and, and employ uh, people through that. And, and I think part of the, the challenge has been really navigating that it hasn't <laughs> have, you know, turned out in maybe how I had envisioned it two years ago uh, when selling the business. Like, oh, okay, I've done it. I, you know, now it's going to come faster or easier or, or, you know, the, the heavens are going to open up and, and I know my path, so here, let's go. Um, but a lot of what you just shared is, is really the process that I feel like I'm in now is really assessing what I'm great at, assessing what brings me value, what brings my family value, and how to focus on that. Where, where did this idea, because I love, I mean, so many of the points, but, but value is a key word that we, I mean, at the heart and soul of Keep Nature Wild, the, the outdoor brand that we built, is like provide value first. That was like our first core principle. It was like provide value to our community first, and then everything else will, will work its way out. How did you take those four core learnings and, and really hone in on this idea of value and, 
and how to provide that value and how to also navigate. Cause I'm sure you get hit up. Hey, come on my podcast, <laughs> come uh, talk with me. Uh, you know, uh, often, how do you, how have you navigated this core competency and, and like core idea of providing value? So I had to create a daily practice that would incorporate two things. The ability to know what's important to me and then the ability to apply my why to what which is important to me, not search for my mm. why. Uh, so instead of I want more of X, it was I am X. What am I doing to interfere with X? And so for me, it was these daily practices to understand what's important to me today in a trajectory of where I think I want to be in the future, which incorporates radical humility that I don't know what I don't know. So I can only think what I want in the future or better. And then applying yeah. the light, the love and the lessons to the past to align with not limit me in the future. So the only limitation of our past is the meaning we give it. And the only limitation <laughs> of our future, which we started the interview with, is my own yeah. self-image. So if I, my self-image mm. says, I want to empower a billion people compared to I want to empower over a billion people, that's indicative of my self-image. And so for me, yeah. I have created a present practice with the 24 hours that I'm given each day, almost guaranteed, almost yeah. each day. And I'm utilizing it to say, okay, here's what I want today in a trajectory of where I think I want to be, giving these light, love, and lessons of my past, bankruptcy, d dumb decisions, uh, drugs, alcohol, just dumb stuff. I'm giving the meaning yeah. to those experiences in alignment, not in punishment, but in promotion and protection of where I think I want to be. Now I can utilize to figure out what's important. Once I know what I want, then I can say, okay, who can I help and who can help me? Now I'm getting even yeah. more importance in there. And then I reconcile it with my day and say, okay, how can I get this done today in accordance to the 24 hours of activities? And so I segregate out my non-negotiables of fitness and family and faith and sleep, finance and time. And believe it or not, those only take up 10 hours sleep. And my non-negotiables, yeah. I have 14 hours a day to do what's important to me and to reprioritize. Because if you know your what, your who, and your how, you will know your now and know your next. Prioritization is the antidote to interference, is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed, is the antidote to the uh, procrastination mm. that occurs. And now, when I know my now, instead of searching for my why, I know my why. I just have to apply it and identify what I'm doing to interfere with it, not searching for what I already have because I know who I am and where I think I want to be with the meaning that's aligned with it. Wow. So you take, I am that, or I, you, you create yourself as that thing, align it with your why, your purpose, and then figure out, okay, what's getting in my way to make those things perfectly overlapped? Yeah, and who can I help and who can help me, right? That's the only missing thing you had in yeah. there. Yeah, because yeah. that's the community aspect of, it, mm. it's all about who I can help and who can help me, which amplifies and aggregates, accelerates those outcomes as well. So 
Yeah. And then I have clarity, balance, and focus each day. The balance is interesting because I have a new word. I used to talk about weighted balance. I'd say, look, too many Mm. people are trying to have 25% of their day for their personal, 25 experiential, 25 giving and 25 receiving. I now, and I used to say, no, it's a weighted balance each day. Someday 90% of what I do is personal. Some days 90% is giving. Some days Mm. 90% is receiving. I love this word. How about harmony in activity? Mm. So I just have harmony between personal experiential giving and receiving. I'm creating harmony each day towards what I want, who I can help, who can help me and how to get it done, allowing me to prioritize by harmonious behavior to be at ease. So when I'm at ease, I'm in the flow, I'm in spirit, I'm inspired. And now it's quite easy to identify what I'm doing to be afraid or to interfere with my potential. Something that I'm recognizing in the, the chaos is what you just described. Like you talked about in the flow for me, it's like I, the top of my list is like, this is me chill as can be and, and creating myself as chill (laughs) because it is like when when I can be in that chill mode, I can be, in attack mode, but from a chill state, or I can, I can be in relaxed mode, but it's, it's when I'm agitated or caught up in all the extraneous distractions that I'm, I lose my chill <laughs> and, yeah. and there is that flow state, that focus when I can just like, okay, come back down to chill and then let's see what opportunities present themselves. Yeah, to that measure, like what I want to be known as yep. an influencer, not an influencer. Too many influencers. <laughs> I are, love they're it. Spreading the yes. They're spreading disease, man. I want to be the, the influencer, f- putting people in the flow. <laughs> well, that's why I, I love that we can just get into the flow here and just really d- dig in deep. What is community to you? What is the David Meltzer community? What is community in general? What does that look like to you? It, it's really easy for me. I, I believe in frequency and vibration. So a community to me is people that are of a neighborhood at the same frequency. So it's mm-hmm. a neighborhood who resonates with one another. Uh, they have differing mindsets, heart sets, and handsets, but they're at the same vibe, the same frequency, and with the same intention of helping each other and knowing people that can help each other at that same frequency. I would say your frequency is your neighborhood, your neighborhood, your community, and the bigger your community, the more options, opportunities, and touches of favor you're going to have because you have more people buying from you and selling for you, not just products, services, Mm -hmm. solutions, but ideas and love and light and all the things that we're living for. So how important, and I know the answer, but how important is aligning that frequency then? It's really important in a congruent state of what I call the theory of <laughs> feeding and bleeding in relativity. So for me, uh, we're, we're built into systems where there may be some counterproductive uh, frequencies. You got a, an office next to somebody that's not at your frequency. You were born into six kids, yeah. all not at the same frequency. So I do an evaluation <laughs> to protect my neighborhood where I say to myself, how much does someone feed me or bleed me in order to determine Mm. the frequency we're on? But I also evaluate it under the reality 
of the, the world we live in, which is how relative is this person in my life to determine how much yeah. I need them to fall away if they're not the right frequency or my ability to fire them. So for example, my mom totally. who's 80 years old is not at my frequency anymore. She bleeds me emotionally, financially. <laughs> yeah. And I, but she's the most relative person in my life. I apologize to my kids and my wife, but I will tell you, my mom is yeah. the only one on earth that if I asked her right now to lie in front of a bus to save my life, I have no doubt she would do it. Not so sure about my kids or my wife. They would think <laughs> about it. I'm not so sure. Yeah. So my mom's the yeah. most relative person in my life. Therefore, mm, that. I will allow her to interfere with my frequency more than I would some high school friend of mine Same. who still says negative things about me and hurts my feelings. I fire those yeah. people from my life now. I love that. I think even makes me think about, you know, clients or, or just jobs you're doing or tasks you're doing. Like if that frequency isn't aligned fire it you know that's, yeah, that's such a good way to or at least allow to it to fall it. away right and i think it's an interesting perspective of like you know you have your friends you have your family you have you know these different communities or different networks but there is that frequency that vibe that you have uh with people i just uh my birthday was a couple weeks back and about 10 of my long time high school friends we got together for dinner and it's just a vibe like no one's trying to it's just chill you know we just hang out and and have a good time and and there's a vibe there that's that's different than, than a vibe maybe on a at a conference or you know people i interact with at, at at events and things but but that's such an interesting way to think about community that i've never thought about is that frequency that vibe that you're on with people and and just finding more or, or just recognizing the different frequencies of where it is that you show up. You, you talked about your kids. I want to know what is, um, what's the one trait that you hope that your kids learn from you, take from you that is a future unlock for them, whether it's career or business partner or, or relationship partner that, that that trait is something that they learned from dear old dad that also is something that empowers them in the future. It's the desire that they must be what they can be. Mm. That's it. My, my kids have a desire that they must be what they can be. Then all the effort I have wow. for them to know, I love them. I'm proud of them. And I always have their back. But if, if they walk away from my relationship saying, I have a desire that I must be what I can be, I've done my job. Wow, that's beautiful. Such a, an empowering way of reach your potential, but, but in an empowered way or in, a, in an internalized way instead of potential being external which often we think of it as that i'm a photographer perspective and and potential it's like okay where where am i seeing things but that's a beautiful way of of making that something they can own yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna 
I'm going to take that one to heart. Um, I got time for one more question, my brother. Yeah, well, that's perfect. Because my final question is, what role, uh, it's the question we ask everybody who's on uh, the Build Stuff, Be Kind podcast, what role has kindness played in building your success, David Meltzer? Everything. Um, all, all I wanted to say on my tombstone is <laughs> kind. He was kind. Uh, and it's not in the sense that everybody thinks. <laughs> my favorite line that I finish up almost every interview, which is so appropriate for here, is be kind, be kind to your future self, and do good deeds. Kindness is everything, and it incorporates my four values 100%. of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. Kindness is everything, and it plays the most important role in my life. I look to see in any situation, circumstance, or event, any person I encounter, I see how I can be kind and do good. Amazing. I, that's that's a, a mic drop there. Kindness is, is a strength, and that's what we're out here uh, spreading the good word, and you are an incredible embodiment of that uh your strength just exudes from you your presence your uh and everything i can i can attest is rooted in kindness you are uh, a person that i very much look up to and and see the role uh that kindness is playing and continues to play in your life and i appreciate you being kind taking the time and and uh sharing your wisdom with uh, me and with our audience and I hope you have an incredible incredible day and that this gets you one step further on that path to a billion plus happy people I'm happy so check 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 one off the list so thank you sir uh, really appreciate you thank you my friend talk to you soon we'll see ya wow Dude's legit. Woo! Holy cow. So good. Holy. That's the new uh, trailer for the whole show. Oh my gosh.